So hello and welcome to the first episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Might as well just get going. It's been a very exciting weekend um, in Bahrain. So let's introduce ourselves and get talking about Formula 1. I'm Christopher and my favourite driver, Esteban Ocon. Favourite team, Mercedes AMG Petronas Formula 1 team. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Go on then, I'll go. So I'm Alex, and as a Hamilton fan, I'm still emotionally recovering from what happened yesterday. Uh, if we're going to favourite team, I've got to be McLaren. I've always stuck with them since you know the early Lewis days. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, what a way to start the podcast. I mean, after what happened yesterday, everyone's hyped up the uh, the title battle, and I'm not sure I can deal with another 22 races like that. But we'll have to see how it all plays out. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that. I'm sure. Who's, who's next? I'll go next. Um, hi, I'm Nia. Uh, my favourite driver is uh, between Landon Norris and Mick Schumacher. Uh, favourite team, got to be McLaren. I just always like them, like Alex. Um, yeah. <laughs> my name's Ben. I'm a big Lando and McLaren fan and have been since Jensen left them, sadly. But these He's obviously retired, so yeah, um, I don't know what to say now, so I just hand it over. Uh, yeah, so I'm Richard's uh, uh, favorite driver, has got to be well, uh, Lando and Danny Rick. So I've got my dream team now. Um, so but yeah, uh, I love McLaren, um, but obviously, I've been following Danny since he was back in Toro Rosso, so um, not really a team kind of guy, more of a I like drivers, mm. so. I feel outnumbered as a Mercedes fan here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> McLaren bias. Yeah. <laughs> ah, well, that's, that's what we like to see. <laughs> so The underdogs being rooted for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's go straight into it and let's talk about the race. Um, mm. if, if you could sum it up in one sentence, how would you sum up the race? Uh, uh, more, please. Just more of that. Um, yeah. Let Let's have twenty two more. That will be my my summary. Yeah, I think I went over. I'm not sure I can deal with another twenty two more of that. But as long as we keep the track limits talk to a minimum and <laughs> talk more about the racing and more, hopefully more of that. We'll We'll, and, we'll come on to track yeah. limits later on. Get out, get out of the way in episode one. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what would you say? Sum up the race in, in one sentence. Chaotic. Fair. For me, it would just be, what a race? Like, I, I don't think there's any other way to describe it. That was my first text um, when the checkered flag fell, just in all caps, what a race. Um, coming into the season, I, I was cautiously optimistic, but I, I didn't think that we'd get a battle on track the way we did. So, yeah, what a race. Yeah, um, for me, it'd just be like chaotic brilliance because mm-hmm. love to have more races like that in the future. Obviously, we won't, considering some of the tracks, but uh, <laughs> we'd love to have more races like that in the future and just great way to start the season because mm. it just generally lifts up the mood for hmm, I wouldn't say 
that's like the best way I could put it, but lifts up the excitement for this whole season now. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's because we've got into the sort of the the rhythm of um someone's been good in testing and then they're you know, Mercedes just come out of the blocks on all cylinders and yeah, win exactly. the first six races. <laughs> so it's 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 like yes, they won the race, but it was significantly closer compared to previous years. So it's 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 set the stage for what looks like it's going to be an eventful season, not only for the constructors' championship but also for the drivers, which yeah, is I mean, yeah. what we've been lacking for three, four years at least before anyone put in like a meaningful fight against Mercedes. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd maybe say there was a meaningful fight in 2018 and half of 2019 when the Ferrari genuinely looked like the better car, but Mercedes just found a way to keep going. They found the consistency. 2017 as well, um, the Ferrari looked like they were going to win both titles and then Singapore happened. So I think it's the consistency that set Mercedes apart from the rest um, yeah, over the past few definitely seasons. A, definitely a Ferrari thing, isn't it? Just sort yeah. of do, do really well, go really fast, and then just kind of break down. <laughs> be it in strategy be it the car be it whatever um, be it all always, of the above well yeah exactly <laughs> there's always been something that sort of held Ferrari back I mean last year it was the engine so they're now down in P6 in the garage um, yeah. so but thankfully they look like they've regained a fair amount of that speed um, I mean Charles and uh, Carlos going one and two in Q2. I know it's only Q2, but still they're up there. So, yeah. I mean, it looks like race pace is still needing to be worked on a little bit, but at least they've now got enough oomph to get them into Q3 or both cars because that was something they really struggled with last year. Yeah, we'll come we'll come back to Ferrari a little bit later on, but we'll bring it back to the title battle do we think it could go all the way to Yas Marina? Um, or do you think Red Bull will drop the ball a bit like Ferrari have in previous seasons and Mercedes will run away with it in the second half of the season? I think to begin with, it could be like quite exciting. But then there's also, like, cause I only started watching F1 last year, so I've only watched the full season of last year. But um, Red Bull were a lot less consistent because Max didn't finish at all in Italy and I think Alex didn't finish all the races in Italy but I think just Red Bull's consistency will let them down because they might be a bit more consistent this year but they're challenging Mercedes and they finished at least with one car every race so it's like their consistency might let them down I think yeah, yeah, I think um, one of the things is, obviously, if we go from past seasons, you, you could argue that, you know, Verstappen might have four or five DNFs and Hamilton. I mean, he's had one in, like, what, is it four years now? The last so, one was in 2019, I think. Yeah, he had the Austrian one, didn't he? But then, yeah. since then, it's not since Malaysia 2016, I think. But then, obviously, you could argue, you know, he's been fighting at the front, where he's been at the front a lot of the time, not been, not been in battles, like Verstappen has, so... I guess you could argue that that might be, you know, a big chunk of points towards Mercedes. But, you know, it's all on the development race. I mean, if you think we've got three race, three weeks of the next race, that's longer than we have between testing and Bahrain. So, I mean, there's, this is going to be very interesting to see what the pecking order is like then. But 
one thing I'd say at the moment is, you know, your previous title batch would say, oh, this car looks better on the straights. This one looks better in high temperatures or something. Mm. It doesn't at the moment look like Mercedes are stronger than Red Bull in any conditions. But then again, this is Mercedes. I mean, you know what they're like. And coming back. Yeah, we have only been to, to one circuit that's a big mm. wide open circuit. Um, very affected by the elements and things. It will be interesting to see even Imola, the next race, it's a completely different circuit um, than Bahrain. So I, th- I think we have only been to one venue, so it is a little early to judge like whether or not Mercedes are just lacking or if it is going to be their cars better suited to some circuits and Red Bull are better suited to some circuits. Um, but as, as Nia said, like the the consistency I think will let Red Bull down. You look at last season, there was only three races where both Mercedes weren't in the points. Um, if I remember rightly, there was more than three races that both Red Bulls were out of the race. Um, be that through an incident or reliability or a bit of both. Um, so I do wonder if they can keep that consistency up for 23 race season when they were struggling to do it in a 17 race season last year. Um, so I guess consistency will be key as, as in any world title, but particularly in this, the longest world championship on record. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we've only been to one venue, granted, yes, but we've also had um, free practice sessions at various times of day. and historically mercedes have struggled with high temperatures we've seen that around austria we've seen that around mexico um and fp3 the mercedes did not look as strong as they had done the night before so i think mercedes still have that little weakness of higher temperatures um unsettling their car which historically red bull has been able to exploit usually um austria was well max won that one um i can't remember who won mexico but i know that i think it was um, max again it's it's um it's just the that that seems to be the the easiest way that red bull seem to be able to get one over on mercedes but the problem is doing that every other circuit it's all well and good being able to do it when you've got high altitude and high temperatures and all those sorts of factors but I mean, you look at Yas Marina, that's down at sea level, literally. It's it's on a brand new island. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you've also got to look at the development race. Who's going to blink first? Because they want to start shifting towards 2022 parts and the new regs, but you still want to be putting into it. Well, if you're in a fight, you want to mm. progress. So I think it's going to be a case of, who's managing their money best, who's making the best gains with the parts that they've developed. And then I think it's just going to take someone to admit defeat and then just shift their focus to 2022 before we get a real indication of who's going to come out on top. I think Mercedes have got better resources to keep that development race going. Um, People will point to last year where Red Bull, yes, they won in Yas Marina, but Mercedes stopped developing the W11 halfway through the season um, and shifted all their focus to this season and next year. So they've got half a season on every other team already, never mind what they gain this year. Um, So 
I don't think people hyping up the the Yas Marina win being like, oh, that's Mercedes' backyard. Mercedes had basically given up on the 2020 season yeah. because they knew they'd won both titles. <laughs> there was Did, no hadn't question. They, hadn't they just turned down the engine then as well? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they turned down the engine because the MG UK was starting to wear on both cars and there was nothing to race for. Mm. Like, the season's done. Um, they'd won both titles met quite a few races earlier, so... Yeah, they'd already won it before Bahrain as well, hadn't they? Yeah. Yeah, it was Turkey they won it. Yeah, they won the drivers in Turkey, and I think they'd won the constructors a race before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just... It, it is worth remembering that Mercedes sort of gave up on 2020, and only was then Red Bull caught up. What will it be like in 2021 when Mercedes are actually going to push their car to the end of the season? True, um, but you've you've also got to remember the speed at which Red Bull like to develop their car. Oh yeah, yeah. Because their their through season development is rapid, yeah. and the the leaps and bounds that that Honda engine has come on is I, I think that's causing some concerns in the in the Mercedes garage now because yeah. it's it's not just Red Bull that's quick. Alpha Tauri are rapid as well. They're regularly right up there in the speed traps, especially now they've got Yuki Tsunoda because he's quick. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a brilliant lineup. That is. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess with Red Bull, the um, the other side of that argument is they they're usually so good at developing their car because they start so slowly. It will be interesting yeah. to see what they do, having started at the front. If they, if they can actually, if I mean, if they keep up that rate of development, hard to see past Verstappen winning the title. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway, was, should we? Uh... It was like one of the team principles. Just the last point on development. It was like one of the team principles said on Drive to Survive. I think it was season one or two. Updates can make your car faster, but they can also make your car slower. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's and with wind tunnel time and everything all restricted from now, it'll be interesting to see who does roll the dice with updates, because if they haven't been tested as rigorously as they have been in previous seasons, which they won't be, because they can't. Um, will they take the gamble of their car becoming slower, or will they stick at the pace that they've got? It's, it swings and roundabouts. But yeah, Alex, you mentioned this earlier on track limits. Um, Here we go. Oh boy. Oh, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this, I have to say. <laughs> Turn four in Bahrain, the track limits debate. Yeah. Who, who wants to kick us off? I mean, uh, should, should we, should yeah, we give an overview? It. I mean, yes, yes, you called it in the, in the Discord chat that we've got. Um, couldn't have called it any better to be honest yeah um it's <laughs> the issue is that it's uh it's the wording of the the sporting regulations so it's it's not it's enforced during when you're setting lap times which means it's enforced during qualifying it's not enforced during the race so they were exploiting that um the 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 difference is that there's then a different sporting regulation when it comes to overtaking. And when you overtake and all four wheels leave the circuit, you are deemed to have left the track and gained a lasting advantage. Yes. The, where people are, are taking issue with it is the fact that if you run wide out of the corner, even if there's no one there, you can still carry more speed through. And how is that when you do it enough times, as Hamilton did 29 times, um, how is that not also leaving the track and gaining a lasting advantage? So that's that's where 
the the issue of it lies is with the the regulations um yeah. so i mean i have i've got no problem with mercedes or or lewis essentially what they did was genius because they just exploited it um so yeah so it wasn't speaking, until yeah it wasn't speaking until of got the regulations yeah um here they are here i've no idea if this is screen sharing in the recording oh, but yeah. here is the race director's notes published by michael massey um in the lead up so article 21 track limits um practice sessions which does also include qualifying because officially qualifying is actually called qualifying practice um, or practice qualifying. So anything that mentions practice does also include qualifying as a session. Um, a lap time achieved during any practice session by leaving the track and cutting behind the red and white curb on the exit of turn four will result in that lap time being invalidated by the stewards. Then we've got a separate rule for the race um, where the track limits at the exit of turn four will not be monitored with regard to setting a lap time as the defining limits are the artificial grass and the gravel trap at that location. And in all cases during the race, drivers are reminded of the provisions of Article 27.3 of the sporting regulations. Um, those sporting regs state that drivers should always stay on the circuit. Um, and if you are judged to have left the track and gained an advantage, you will either have to return that advantage or face a penalty. Um, so, yeah, that's different from last year where there was the three strikes and you're out system um, for track limits. Well, I mean, it was it was three strikes, then 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 a black and white flag, and, and then then yeah, you yeah. get the penalty. So yeah, sorry, four strikes and you're out. <laughs> um, but I think that was a lot clearer for teams and drivers. Yeah, than... and and viewers. Yeah, and viewers. Yeah. We 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 kept getting replays of Hamilton running a country mile wide, and everyone's going, "Well, he's he's left the track. Why is he? Why is he not getting you know black flagged? Why is he the black and white flagged? Um, why is he not getting a, a five second time penalty?" Because we had a, I think it was last Lance Stroll last year. He he ran wide so many times he got a time penalty. Yeah, yeah. so as well at one of the yeah. circuits. Yeah. Why why did they need to change that? It was very straightforward. Um, yeah. They had it. They had the. I think they just need to set the same rule for for qualifying and the race. If you leave, you get penalised. I easy. think it got changed because the drivers weren't too pleased about getting time penalties for running slightly wide. Um, but as you say, it, it's the track limits. Like, yeah, they wouldn't be going out yeah. there if they weren't gaining an advantage somehow. But yeah, the reason the reason Lewis wasn't penalised was that crucial part in um, Article Twenty One of the race director's notes, where it will not be monitored in regards to setting a lap time. Mm. So any time advantage gained is not taken into consideration because the lap times aren't being policed um well, it would have been interesting if he'd set the fastest lap while going out there yeah that, that Whereas, would have caused even more debate i would actually i'd be curious to see bottas is on board from the final lap of the race where he did that set the fastest true. lap um, they've been told by then hadn't they not to uh... yeah that, that's the though. other bit of the confusion yeah as you say they got told mid-race, so yeah, you're going to get black and white flagged. But as we see in the document, 
there's no track limits for the race. It, even Michael Massey said after the race that, that nothing changed during the race. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that, that, that was that was interesting. Right. It didn't I think it was Will Buxton was like interviewing Charles Leclerc after the race. And even Charles said they weren't told anything about like track limits at turn four. Yeah. Like yes. For the race. So it was like they changed it halfway through, really. Yeah. yeah obviously a and they'd said they didn't. Yeah. yeah. But I mean the interesting thing is obviously the whole thing going round about oh Hamilton track extended thirty times and that's why he won the race. FIA love him, whatever. Obviously, you know, that's obviously rubbish, but uh, it was interesting because, you know, when they changed it, I said this off air, um, obviously he then stopped doing it, but then Verstappen was still doing it. And it's like, well, it's, it's obviously the whole grey area thing, you know, there's no point deleting a lap time in the race, is there? But it's it's very subjective as to whether or not you gain an advantage. Like, you'd have to look at mini sectors, wouldn't you? I, I think that obviously, yeah, they've got to be firmer in the driver's briefing, haven't they? I think the stem of the issue comes from the replays that we saw of Hamilton uh, and compared to what we saw of Verstappen, it's, it's how far wide mm. Hamilton was running yeah. on the exit of that corner. It was, it to me, it was kind of taking taken the mick with the rules mm. somewhat mm. because it's, it's a racetrack. It's not cross-country. Mm. I know there's another circuit there because we used it for the secure outer loop, but at the same time, that's not the circuit you're on, so don't race on it. Yeah, so, I guess that's an inherent problem of having a corner layout like that on a multi-layout circuit, but yeah, that's yeah. a completely different problem. But like then, if the corner was a hundred meters further down, you wouldn't have that runoff. Yeah. Then to avoid that, though, they brought the curb, like they extended the curb in between sessions, um, from starting at the where the outer loop went. There was then the curb after that. And then they brought the curb right across the outer loop. So uh, they tried to combat it, but it just it didn't seem to make a difference. I think given a return to last season's rules would just be so much clearer for everyone. The, yeah. the drivers can like it or lump it sort of thing. I think, like, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's why, why is their opinion on it being taken over this rigorous racing yeah. rules like why why are we listening to the people who want to exploit everything as much as possible in terms of the rules to go faster to get more points when we want to see a race that we can have a definitive black and white answer of you won yeah. you lost you got a penalty because you ran three meters wide you didn't run wide so you're fine mm. why 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 are we taking the driver's word for this i think so, um you know one important thing to say is obviously there's been a lot, hasn't there, about, oh, Hamilton went off the track however many times, Verstappen does it once, and that's to give the place back. I think it's important to distinguish between the two rules, isn't it? Because, you know, obviously there's the whole debate about track extending in general, but making overtake off track is a completely different rule, isn't it? And that's, but you know... It's, that's also where the debate comes yeah. in of why mm. is there one rule for one thing and one rule for another? Why is mm. driving around on your own subject to... Not subject to the rule, but when you drive past someone, suddenly you are. Mm. I guess it comes down to... It's this actually the same article in the sporting regulations. They're both covered by 27.3. Um, but I guess you can't gain track position on someone when you're not on the track. Um, there's a big difference between being on your own and not affecting any other driver. You're not overtaking, you're not unlapping yourself or anything like that by going slightly wide. 
um, and maybe gaining point one of a second that your opponent then follows the exact same line and gains that point one second himself and someone you're racing goes off the track passes you and then comes back on you you can't pass someone off the circuit it's just yeah i see what you mean I, 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 circuit. yeah but that's the thing it's the whole point of having the circuit is you overtake people on the circuit but the whole point of having the circuit is you drive on the yeah, circuit yeah. no i know um, what you mean and yeah. it's it's like if even if you just even if hamilton gains uh 0.1 of a second going that far wide and Verstappen, who didn't go quite as wide, only gained half a tenth. You know, Hamilton's mm. over the course of his twenty-nine excursions out of the track, he's gained two point nine seconds. Yeah, that, that's longer than a pit stop. Like, unless it's, it's a lot. Of, well, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that one in a bit. But it's then, it's yeah. the case of um, how can you deem driving wide not gaining an advantage when you do it repeatedly? Because we see it. We see it at other circuits. We've seen it year after year in France. We've seen it year after year uh, Parabolica in Monza. Everyone tries to go as wide as possible to get the best line to carry the most speed. But the FIA put in timing loops. And if the driver crossed it, if it was in qualifying, your timing got cold off. Um, but if it was the race, you got your strikes. And that was just so much clearer. And yeah. it just made it meant that everything had to stay on the track. Now, I know that's kind of tricky with Paul Ricard because that's just a, a car park. But, <laughs> you know, Parabolica, it's... it's the, I, I know it's the temple of speed and you're trying to go as fast as possible, but you still got to stick to the track. Yeah. So, that yeah. The, the rule that we're talking about was actually changed at Bahrain last year. Um, I looked up the race director's notes for Bahrain 2020 and mm. that's when this new lap time one came into effect compared to the um four strikes and then a time penalty can, can we press control z on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i, I, I think just think for it'll be for simplicity's sake yeah it'll be interesting comparing the race director's notes in three weeks for emila to the race director's notes for emila last year and seeing if they bring back the strict rules especially following this race yeah. Or if they bring, if they keep this grey area, because Nothing. these aren't firm rules; these are put in in the race director's notes, which is basically additional rules for each race. Um, so, specific stuff, yeah, you know, as opposed to the general sporting regulations. So, it, it will be quite interesting to see if there's the changes for Emilio Romagna. I mean, yeah, I, I'm one thing I'm sure everyone can agree on. You know, before we finally finish up on track limits, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, it's a shame this is the main talking point from what was, you know, an unbelievable race, wasn't it? Yeah. And we haven't yeah. really touched on it, actually. I mean, what a drive from Hamilton. I mean, yeah. uh, and this shouldn't take away, you know, this whole, oh, we gained so much of an advantage, however much it was. I mean, to do that in what was a slower car, wasn't it? He did, I think he did about 10 or 15 extra laps, didn't he, on his final set of hards compared to the yeah. incident? Yeah, that was that was that was weird, wasn't it? Because yeah. he did, he came in and he did fifteen laps on a set of hards, and came in again, put on another set of hards, mm. and then went for thirty laps. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, props to props to Mercedes. They pulled an yeah. absolute blinder on the strategy with that because I don't think. Well, I mean, every session up until that point, Red Bull had been out in front mm. easy. Yeah, I mean, four tenths of a second in qualifying. That's that's a mm. significant chunk. But to then, you know, 
basically get one over on Red Bull is what they did. They 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 took what was deemed to have been by many as what was going to be a Red Bull victory and then napped it from them. Just when you yeah. say four tenths of a second when qualifying, though, I I don't think the gap is as big. I was saying this off air before we we started going. Um, if you look at Verstappen's fastest lap, he obviously went purple, 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 yeah. uh, purple, purple, purple. But when Hamilton was setting his, he went green, yellow, green, meaning he went slower in the middle sector than he did on his previous fastest attempt. Um. The joys so, of qualifying, though, isn't it? You got to get yeah, it right on that yeah. lap. So, yeah. So he he obviously has made some sort of mistake or something's happened with the car or whatever, um, in that middle sector, and that's where ha- Verstappen pulled most of that time. He mm. was like half a tenth faster in sector one, half a tenth faster in sector two, but three tenths faster in sector three. Um, sorry, half a tenth in sector one and three, but three tenths in sector two. So I, I think the gap is a lot closer than was shown in qualifying. It's, I, I think that comes down to generally the, um, the design principles behind the cars. You look at yeah. what sectors one and three are like. They're mostly long straights with a couple of corners. I think sector one's like just after turn four, five. Yeah, the timing look yeah. for the end of sector one is just after turn four. Yeah, um, so then sector two, you've sector got three starts just after turn 13. Yeah, so sector, sector two, you've got the the well what what we'll call the technical section of the track because you've got the S's and then that really awkward downhill left hander into turn ten before the DRS straight but that's not a it's not a fast as straight as as sectors one and three for obvious reasons yeah. but no the it's it's always been Red Bull's design philosophy to go aero and be better through the corners than than other teams have, but Mercedes have just got that that power that keeps them in the fight on the straights. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I have to say, I thought until pretty much the last lap, that was Verstappen's race. I think we all... I, yeah. The way no, he was closing I, I, in in yeah. the last in, I, I didn't see any way. But I think it puts... Well, not that it was really ever an argument anyway, but I think it puts a bit the best car argument, doesn't it, with Hamilton? And, um, and also the argument that, oh... You can get the same results for 40 million less or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, should we uh, move on? I, to... I still want to see them yeah. in identical yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah I mean, that would be good. I would, I would love to see that. Yeah. yeah, as I, I've, said, I've said this before. We're like, going to hijack Hamilton W fan. Series for a week. We're going <laughs> to put the Formula One drivers in W Series cars. That'll set the debate. Even, even put them in Formula Two cars. We'll cut yeah, the Formula Two that. a little later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think like Formula Two and Three are called like semi-spec series because like yes, they've yeah. got the same sassies, but they're still allowed to do little bits with the aero yeah. here. Whereas W series is this is a spec series. The yeah. only thing you can change is very little tweaks, and that's yeah. driver-specific sort of stuff. To my knowledge, W series don't have teams; they just have individual drivers with individual yeah. cars. So like you, that, you keep that, changing cars more... as well. That's the thing. You Is don't it? get the same car oh. each weekend. You keep your number, but the actual car you get is different, and the oh. engineer you get is different. That's so kinda... there's no there's no relationships between drivers and engineers. It is who's got the best technical knowledge and best technical setup and can get the best out of their car. Yeah, I suppose yeah. That's, that's probably better because then it just shows like who is the best adapting and the best driver. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see W Series <laughs> in action a bit later on in the Formula One season when yeah. they take part in Formula One weekends for the first time. 
Yes. Um, so that is quite exciting. Forward to that. But let's take a very brief change in direction. Let's talk about the pit lane and Mercedes in the pit lane. So it's not so brief. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Like, I, I, was I, it I, the front left tire got stuck? It, yeah, the, the front, front right, right, right. Um, yeah. wouldn't right, come yeah. off, and then they dropped the car before the front right yeah. even come off. Well, that's the Jackman's fault, like yeah, straight up. But I think I think what happened because you've you've seen it before where the tire gets stuck on. Um, it's generally where the brakes have got so hot that it's basically just the wheel has got stuck to the to the mm. actual like brake system. So I, I think I think that's what happened. Obviously, I, I don't know for certain. We haven't heard from Mercedes of what they've said, but from what from looking at the onboards and the replays, that's what it seemed to be. It was that the wheel was just stuck because when they got the car back up, it did come off. And obviously, it's been there a little bit longer. Brakes have cooled. You can then you know pull it off. But, it just seems yeah. to be Mercedes can't get a break in the pit stops, like especially in Bahrain. Mm. Yeah. yeah, look at Sofia <laughs> last year. Um, I mean, okay, the, the, that that was more of an organisational mess up mm. than than anything. But yeah, and Sakir was the George was talking over the pit wall to tell him to get the tyres, and then yeah, yeah. I don't think there's necessarily an issue with Mercedes in the long stops. I mean, people just obviously find you know it's funny, isn't it? Germany 2019. <laughs> that Sakir. that was oh, that one was yeah. a minute. Yeah, but um, yeah. one thing I would say is you see Red Bull pulling out you know 1.9 second stops every week. I think Hamilton's two stops were like, you know, high twos, low threes. And if you're going to lose... I think Hamilton's first was 2.9. The second one was 2.6 or something. It was quicker. What I would say Um, is, in such a close battle, if you're losing, you know, a second, a second and a half every pit stop, that could make a very big difference. If you think about it, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, Mercedes have a lot to, to sort out there in terms of speed because Red Bull have been on that for years. I mean, in many ways, so have Williams, to be honest. But, I mean, they're at yeah. the back, so it doesn't really make much of a difference. But um, this year it might, because they, they seem to be in a fight with Haas now. Um, but for, for, for title fights, a second-ish every time you come into the pits, especially seeing as Lewis did, did a two-stop, that's, that's going to be... That's a lot, especially when you can... If over the course of the season, you could lose a position or two. That could be... Mm. A difference between a podium and not a podium and that's a lot of points lost so there's this potential that because red bull are so slick in their pit stops that they could pick up extra positions here and there and that means the title fight will go on longer i think that's something i'm looking (laughs) forward to 2022 is seeing if red bull are quite as slick in the pit stops as they appear to be when pit equipment gets homologized by the fia and because right now Red Bull keep all their pit stop equipment very secret. It's all hidden away in bags in between pit stops. Um, so no one can get a look in. Even if you wanted to launch a protest, you would have no evidence because you don't get to see it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. They've spent so much, so much money on pit stops, but they yeah. have done such a good job on it. Like they've got like laser guided systems so that they know where the wheel is going to stop. Yeah. Like so not- that they can put the Jackman in exactly the right place. Not like I'm questioning the legality of Red Bull's pit stop equipment or anything, but it does just point that out to the other teams that they couldn't even launch a protest if they wanted to because they can't prove yeah. anything. But, um, but at the same time, it's it's very admirable in the way that yeah. they've they've gone about it because everyone else is developing the car. You know, you develop the car, mm. you go faster. Develop the pit stop equipment, get yeah, out exactly, quicker, gain more time that way. 
it's it's yeah it's especially when you think about how many millions of pounds they're spending developing uh, little aero veins on on the floor and all of that money's going into maybe i don't know maybe a fraction of a tenth of a second mm. and then red bull have spent a bit of money bought some nice shiny new uh wheel guns and suddenly they're a second quicker per pit stop yeah. than everyone else on the grid it's yeah no it's, it's a shrewd bit of development from red bull but yeah hopefully mercedes get their pit stop issues sorted out for for the next race and we don't see <laughs> any more repeats of that um Sergio Perez, Ben, what, what was your reaction when his car switched off in the formation lap? But to be honest, I was quite excited being a Lando fan because you're expecting him to storm ahead. But mm. obviously he got it going and thoroughly deserved driver of the day because he done outstanding. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was gutted for him. I, I love yes. Deco. Um, my genuine reaction... Just shouted out, oh no, not again. Because obviously his car just switched off on him in Abu Dhabi as well. Mm. It mm. causing the one bit of excitement from that race where we got a safety car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just an oh no moment. And then we got the extra formation lap and he'd somehow booted the car back up. No one old... quite seems to know how he'd done it. But... Big old control alt delete moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start the car, task manager reboot. Yeah, the car was literally yeah. just completely dead. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing, and then he got it turned, going. He just literally turned it on, off and on again. It worked. Yeah, <laughs> and works for got everything. Back to yeah. P five. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that that's what that's what I want to see though, because he was supposed to start P eleven, and you think about it, he's gone from the back of the grid, he's fought through everyone, made three stops because he stopped at the end of lap one to change mediums for mediums. I think that's just because his tires yeah. are yeah. so cold. Yeah, then he stopped no, think, at the end of lap three uh, as well. Me and my brother noticed he had like paint on the right tires. Ah, uh, yeah, I, 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 I noticed stopped. that when he was driving into the pit lane, but yeah. I thought that would mm. that would have cleaned up eventually, but obviously didn't. Yeah. But think about it. He's gone from 20th to 5th. Imagine if he'd started 11th. He could have been right up there fighting yeah, it out yeah. for the win. I think He, he has been, the pace. Yeah, I think he could have been fighting Bottas for the podium if uh, he did start from P11. But he did really well starting from the pit lane to get up to P5. How, how really far good. behind Lando was he at the flag? Does anyone know? Uh, seven it, it seconds, below, something like that. Yeah, hmm. yeah there's seven or eight seconds. I mean, yeah, it was still quite a big gap between him and Ford. Yeah. But yeah, I think given the extra nine positions, um, he it's, would it's also the amount of traffic better. that he's yeah. had to go through as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like once if the midfield is so tight this year, by the time you get up to tenth, you're really struggling because mm. you you know you've got you've got Aston Martins, they're powered by Mercedes. You've got Ferraris, they're looking quick again. You've got you've got more McLarens again now powered by Mercedes. That is going incredibly well for them. But yeah, it's it's once you get to that bit, it becomes a lot harder, and you spend yeah. a few more laps stuck behind people. One thing so... I would say with with Perez, we spoke. I think we spoke last week, didn't we? And um, I said I think he's gonna the impact of him, presuming he gets up to speed properly and you know can compete with Verstappen. I think his impact on Red Bull's title battle is going to be so much bigger than we all kind of think. If you if you imagine, you know he's with at least with Bottas in that race, maybe even possibly even better, you know, given given the pace of the Red Bull, that I mean that completely changes Mercedes' strategy, doesn't it? I mean Hamilton yeah. can't really undercut because Perez will hold him up, and it just it, I think it's so important. It's going to be so vital throughout the season the role of the role of Perez in you know 
making sure Verstappen's fighting with two hands rather than one. Yeah. In effect. And I think that, I mean, you could put that down as a factor as to why Hamilton won the race, in theory, didn't you? Yeah. I yeah, mean, having that two against one strategy that they would have benefited from so left them much. so many options. Yeah. They I would have benefited so. from it so yeah. much last season. Like, I love Albon, but he just didn't have the pace in that Red Bull last year. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I think having Perez up front where he should be, um, I'm expecting a good qualifying performance from him. And Emila sitting about P5, P4 sort of position, which is where the car should be. Um, yeah, just going back to Perez versus Albon, I think with Albon, because that was only his second year in F1, and he only got moved up halfway hmm. through the season. So it's like, and the car is is really geared towards Max. So yeah. like, he hadn't had that time to adapt. He doesn't know like too much as much as Checo does, and like obviously he hasn't had Checo's experience. I think that's like slightly unfair towards mm. Alex because in theory he's and up until like halfway through the season, he was really a rookie in that Red Bull because that was would have been his first whole year in a Red Bull. So it's like it's a bit unfair to compare the two because I've seen like a mm. lot of people comparing them on Twitter and stuff. Um, but the, it's, the, the, just the development of the car as well, wasn't it? Because yeah. the yeah. RB sixteen really struggled. It was unsettled, even for Max. That's the thing. Mm. That's yeah. that's what people forget. This is the 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 car that is geared towards the specific driver, and even that specific driver mm. was struggling to mm. keep it in a straight line. So. Yeah, I don't. I, th- I think he's not been helped out in that regards. But at the same time, I'm not sad that Checo's in that seat. Yeah, so... I, do what you mean. I, th- I think it is the natural comparison, though. You're always going to compare any yeah. driver against the last driver that had that seat. Yeah, um, I mean, we were doing it with Albon when he took over Gasly. From Gasly. Yeah. yeah. So, I th- I don't think Gasly should ever have been dropped. In all honesty, um, no. no. Definitely I think not. Gasly should still be in the Red Bull seat just now. If if he had been given that chance to develop, that's what did sort of annoy me about Red Bull's like sort of outlook. Even last season, they gave Gasly half a season, and his results weren't the greatest. I think at that same point last season, um, Gasly had more points than Albon did. Like if you yep. compare the two, and they dropped Gasly. Yeah, they kept Albon, and I think it's because Red Bull are afraid to admit that they made a mistake. Yeah, especially Doctor Marco, he hates yeah, admitting that he made a mistake. There's definitely a lot um, of backroom politics going on there. Yeah, so um, yeah. it's it's weird though because this is the first time that they've really gone outside of their driver academy. Yeah, you you look at you look at what they've got in Formula Two and Formula Three. They've got a lot of young talent signed up waiting in the wings, but. Mm-hmm. <sighs> How many of those are actually going to get the seat? Though that's the thing. So, think, probably. Uh, one, I mean, the rate of those going through the drivers. Yeah, yeah. But, I think that's the one thing with Checo. He's not part of the driver academy. He's been in the sport for ten years, and if he gets dropped by Red Bull, obviously another team could pick him up because he's a race winner, come from the back of the grid. Obviously, he's very highly regarded now. But I think if he does get dropped now there isn't as much pressure yeah. as for him to like find another seat or like because he's had the experience he can think right I've done really well in my career I think it's time to retire whereas with like Albon or something he wants to have another seat to prove himself but Checo already has so it's like 
there's less pressure on him, especially from Dr. Marco as well, because not the he wasn't part of the driving academy. Given the car, I genuinely think Sergio could be world champion because I think he's got that pace and on Sundays. Even if he doesn't put in that great a Saturday, he has the pace on a Sunday to bring it back. Yeah, and he's I mean, just he's never had the car to be able to prove that. And this is his season to do it. Yeah. I've brought up the results from Bahrain and he finished fourteen point six seconds behind Bottas in third. Mm. And he did pit fast he's come. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but still, I mean it Checo's come from the back of the grid and he's not that far behind Bottas. So yeah. Put him, put him in, put him in P11. Bottas wouldn't have that cushion to to pit and go mm. for fastest lap. Because yeah, that one, that was something that um, Sky were saying that was people were sort of hyping up that oh there was 34 seconds between Bottas and Verstappen, and then like yeah, but Bottas was stationary for eight extra seconds in the pit yeah. lane, <laughs> and he made an extra pit stop. So <laughs> take that wave is only yeah. about four seconds behind. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel sorry for Bottas because in a way he just kind of got hung out to dry by the Mercedes yeah. strategists again, um, especially after Drive to Survive, where he says you know he's going to be more selfish and demand more, and now he's first race of the season. Yeah, you're yeah. rear gunner. But then Thanks. there was there was nothing he really could do. He was already slapping behind. Yeah, no, they, he, they he have to prioritize there, winning he? a race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, over getting a two-three. So I, I think they've done the right the right thing, in my opinion. Um, I I would was say, to prioritize getting the twenty-five points. One thing I would yeah. say just before we move on to the other eight teams <laughs> and F two, um, I mean, you could argue one more lap and Verstappen would have won the race potentially. And we lost a lap, didn't we, at the start? Because yes, the other Red Bull broke down. Yeah. So, I'm not sure. I, I mean, potentially, you could say. Yeah, race, you so. could say it, but I, I don't think Max was catching. Yeah, yeah. Um, you seen that he was starting to, he was actually starting to drop back. Yeah, I think um, he had his moment, I mean, and that was gone. Yeah, he yeah. he finished mm-hmm. within seven tenths because he had three DRS zones. There was a couple of laps where he didn't have DRS at all. So I, th- I think he was starting to drop back. I think the tires were gone at that I point. Think, I think he let him through. I, le- I think he let Lewis back through in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, even I'd, I'd have gone, saying that. Yeah. yeah, I'd have gone after turn, was it 13, when you first get onto that that back straight before the, the last corner. I would have let him through at the end of that back straight before turn 14, um, then tuck in behind. And then get oh, see, I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking. You're tucking behind. You've got slipstream mm. all the way down. Make sure you're right on his mm. bumper for that DRS activation. Yeah, and yeah. then you but can just get him down. Into turn the one. whole Spa 2008 situation. Though. I mean, has he let him back through sufficiently that he can't just you know go straight back in front? But yeah, didn't didn't Lewis get a 25 second oh, time was... penalty? Yeah, I mean, and that was the other thing. We um, play about stewarding now. I mean, Verstappen <laughs> was like, yeah. "Why didn't you let me through? I could have pulled the t- mm. five seconds." But yeah, but could mm. you have pulled twenty-five? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, I mean, I, I think he's done, he's done the right thing in the end, let him back through mm. because there's no guarantee. Especially if the stewards hear that, they'll just be like, "Ah, you think we're going to give you five seconds? Have ten. Have ten. Go back yeah. to yeah. third. Yeah. So have a drive-through penalty, which means <laughs> yeah. thirty. Yeah, thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, it's as much as it it's it's painful for him because because of the way it happened, he's he's done the right thing. Um, but again, it's it's gonna just it's gonna be one of those things where it's just gonna take a, a, a technical reg clear up 
and then it won't mm. happen again. Yeah. And then we can just move on from it. So let's... one one less time to talk about track limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's sum up Formula One. We'll go to the the other eight teams and their drivers. So we'll we'll just sort of clump them together. Alpine and Aston Martin didn't have as good a weekend as expected. Well, they were um... quite close in some hmm. respects, uh, especially when Vettel decided that he was not changing lines. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah of course not that, that was I, I don't i don't know what it is with seb but whenever he gets into a crash he's instantly on the radio instantly blaming the other guy and is always wrong yeah yeah um I mean, seb that's... did not have the greatest weekend let's I mean, let's start with that so uh, going back to like the team radio i kind of see why seb's like that because like you're in the car adrenaline's high emotions are high you like you don't have time to look back at what you think. You just have to carry yeah. on and carry on racing. Like I see why they're like that, and like especially when people say like, "Oh, the drivers shouldn't have said this on the team radio." Oh, well, it's in the heat. They, of the they don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't think because they have so many other things going on. But like, at the same I... time, when Ocon is driving in a straight line <laughs> yeah. and Seb's come across the back, yeah. why did he change lines? He, yeah, he might have a footballer though, isn't it? I mean, you're, yeah, exactly. You're get a lot of yeah, yeah. But I mean. Vettel, I think if you stuck red paint on his car and assumed it was a Ferrari, you <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't. I think mean, it was out of twenty twenty. It, would, it would be twenty twenty. I mean, it wasn't just the driving. You know, the incident. He sounded like as you know, sort of underwhelmed, uninterested. As yeah, I mean, I mean all this stuff. I'm oh, going to Aston Martin. It's a new lease of life. He's going to be you know way up in the standings. Back it's his best. first first year with a Mercedes power it, yeah. unit behind him. Yeah, obviously it's his um, first race and all that. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it. Yeah, he didn't sound happy. He didn't exactly get uh, the greatest luck in qualifying with uh, yeah. Mazza Zbin uh, into turn one. Um, <laughs> but you know, when you when you sort of dealt a rough hand, you still stick it out, don't you? Um, I mean, look at George. He's been dealt the roughest hand of all. He's in Williams for the last two years, and, and he got he's like still grinding it out. Didn't he get like Q two like? Yeah. 10 times last season yeah exactly and so, this year this race as well yeah he made it q2 uh started 15th finished 14th so he's had yeah. i'd say a solid weekend for george um, um yeah sorry aston martin in general i they're not happy are they i mean no. do you remember was it was it during practice i can't remember when i think i think it was crofty went to otmar Safnauer, and he just asked him a generic question about how you know how you feeling coming into this weekend and he went off on one didn't he about you know how Oh, the FIA have deliberately stopped the high rate cars. I think quick. he brought that up during the race as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, I heard none of this, even after, I mean, they weren't great in testing, were they? They had issues, but I heard none of this until of the pecking order became clear at the weekend. Yeah. Mm. I mean, so, I can, I can kind of see mm. where he's coming from. When I seen a graphic from Formula One today that showed the difference in qualifying pace between all the teams compared to last season and all the high rate cars have lost over two seconds mm. Ferrari have lost five tenths but that's because they were bad last year <laughs> <laughs> that's the caveat um, to that so they're on top yeah. of that chart but that's just because they were so awful so but yeah all the all the low rate cars have lost two seconds and the high rate cars have lost between one and one and a half so I, I can see where Otmar's coming from by saying you have lost a second over a lap because the the statistics show that too. And rule changes shouldn't just 
affect certain teams, but I don't think the changes have been designed to affect it that way. No. It's just happened that way. Yeah, so the I mean the 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 whole idea behind the rule changes was because we're keeping the same Pirelli compounds for another year before we move to the the bigger wheels. Um, and they wanted to mitigate the the overwinter gains that the teams would make, so they chopped a bit off the floor to reduce the downforce to lower the loads onto the tires. It just so happens that that has affected one car design philosophy more than another. But at the same time, everyone knew these changes were going to come to effect. Everyone had enough time to to try and look into it, and everyone had enough time to try and develop something about it. They all yeah. tested new floors last year. So it's not like they didn't know. It's just they didn't act on it. Exactly. But another thing, interestingly, about Aston Martin was uh, a bit of Vettel's car fell off in FP3 and hit him in the face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So even even the actual structural integrity of the vehicle itself is not looking that great, which is worrying, shall we say. Yeah, especially Um, when things are coming off coming through the halo and having a drive yes. face. I mean, admittedly, it was it's only come off his car, so it's not going to yeah. be quite as bad as uh, the spring. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, that had yeah, the matter. That, yeah. that was mad. Um, but, you know, still, it's... I wonder if we end up ever going to, like, an indie car with an aero screen. But mm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a topic for another time. Um Kimmy in FP2, he binned it out of turn three. We saw oh, a couple good. of drivers struggling there. <laughs> mm. um, especially especially in FP3, um, Charles spun there as well. Um, I think it, I swear Mazepin think that's spun just... in the race as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and amazingly, admitted it was his fault. Yeah. I mean, it's not as if it was the only corner he spun out, to be fair. No, true. He <laughs> yeah. also spun oh, yeah, in, uh, he spun twice in Q1. Uh, he spun in uh, turn six in FP2 and FP3. Um, yeah. Yeah. In different so, directions both times as well, somehow. Yes. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was interesting. The, it's, I think he's just like he caught the snap the first time yeah. and then the counter snap went. But um, no, so I mean, I think Haas are stone last this year. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Zero yeah. points. That's nothing against Mick. Um, but he's a rookie and if you look at his career it's always been sort of he takes a season to get used to it yeah. and then he and then he bosses it yeah um so i think, I think that's now, just his thing i think now maybe next year he might do a bit better but definitely this year him and mazepin are going to be the last two in basically mm. every race yes i think this year didn't a bit of a russell was it 2019 especially wasn't it russell i mean Everyone knows he's good, but what can he do? He's just in a, yeah. just yeah. in a bad bit of machinery. Yeah, he uh, was just... He so, could outrace Cubet, sir. Well, yeah. yes. That's about it. The one race where it mattered. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. I don't... Did George finish in Germany 2019, actually? He did. He finished 11th. Uh, yeah, but he went off at turn one. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was. And Cubet's got passed. But hopefully, fingers crossed this year, surely he gets points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Williams, at least. Uh, you see the report surely. that came out from uh, an interview... Uh, from Alpine, uh, a sandwich bag was yes. yeah. yeah. It makes a return yeah. after Sirotkin on his debut, wasn't it? I think, so. I think someone said. So, uh, I think that was to do reason. with um, Mazepin. Um, he was the first person to retire on his debut since Sirotkin. I mean, the sandwich bag was the reason oh. Sirotkin retired. Oh, apparently. oh. 
So it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know that. <laughs> that, that would be a very well-travelled sandwich bag <laughs> yes. if it was. Yeah. Um, but Alonso, um, Alonso, yeah, I mean, it felt like a bit of a throwback seeing him. I mean, albeit maybe through his McLaren days, you know, 2018, mm. seeing him in the midfield. But it was the Q3 run really surprised me. Yes. It was, bit, it was a little bit ironic that I said this off, off air again, another thing we said off air, <laughs> that... Um, Vettel kind of ironically ruined his race, didn't he? Because he held him up, and then other people went through. Like it was Science Stroll, whoever it was, and all went through. And then Vettel managed to repass Alonso, and he was kind of stuck there before he ended up getting passed by. What was it? Well, he mugged by Sonoda, didn't he? And Raikkonen. <laughs> I, I loved. Retired. I loved Sonoda's Sonoda's yes. interview. It's just like I, yeah. I trusted Fernando's experience, so launched it like a rookie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. Seems... Keep that attitude. <laughs> He seems quite upbeat, didn't he, Alonso? But I'm not sure how long that's going to last if Alpine are there. I mean, GP2 engine. GP2. GP2, GP2. engine on. No, <laughs> um, no I, I don't know, because he's he solidly out-qualified Ocon. I don't know how badly Ocon got caught up in the yellow flags in Q1. Um, I think Ocon might have been in but... front of Vettel or behind yeah, Ocon, Vettel. Ocon was one of the ones investigated for yeah, speaking yeah. under yellows, but he, he was cleared and then Vettel got called back and was like, yeah. um, oh, dear. what have you done? <laughs> Five plus yeah. grids penalty. He also got a 10 second time penalty for his collision with Ocon during the race. He so. just drove into the back of Ocon. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost reminiscent of... Um, Danny Rick and Max in Baku. The difference is neither of them got a penalty. <laughs> well, yeah, both of them were yeah. just instantly out of the race. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was like the Silverstone one, wasn't it? With um. Oh yeah, yeah well, Which I actually yeah. saw with my own eyes as it happens, which is uh, in- an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, I, I'm isn't still it? amazed like, that Max kept that going. Yeah. But, um, and then Alpha Tauri, last but not. Is that the last McLaren team? And, and McLaren. McLaren. Yeah. Yeah, McLa- McLaren yeah. did really well. McLaren have had a very solid weekend. Yeah. Uh, P4 and yeah. P7. I, think so, I, I, mean, I, yeah. I thought Daniel could maybe have been a little higher, but yeah, I think P4 and P7 for the yeah. first weekend first race, is, is always a good solid. start. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. with considering Daniel, uh, maybe in like a couple of races' time, I think he'll be like up with Lando as well because, like, new team, he's only had three hours in the car before the race, really. Like, something like that. So it was like, he's definitely going to be a lot better. But I think just like getting comfortable with the car right now is where he's like concentrating on. I think it, was, it was one of them, wasn't it, where he was just, he was right behind Norris. So he just had to pit after everyone else, didn't he? Because you remember yeah. Norris pitted, but mm. Leclerc came in with him, strolled yeah. all the undercar um, or whoever it was. McLaren didn't want to risk the double stack. Yeah, yeah, and then Ricardo just, he got, I mean, the undercut was so powerful and he was yeah. just never, re- he was, you know, working yeah. his way back through. But I think but, Norris, I mean, mm. you see a lot of stuff getting thrown around about, oh, Ricardo will beat him. You know, his race craft's not there. But he made three brilliant overtakes, didn't he? I mean, Ricardo lap one. Yep. And then he got, he loves that move around the outside at turn four, doesn't oh, he? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lando even said that on Sky. He's like, I seem yeah. to do this every year. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, with, with Danny Rick, we saw it when he went from, from Red Bull to, to Renault. Um, he struggled at first with the braking of the car, and he said that again, yeah. um, having mm. moved to McLaren, that he's not quite comfortable with the braking. 
Um, so I, I think it's just one of those things. He's just going to get used to the feeling, yeah. and then as the race goes on, he's absolutely going to send one. Especially with his um, his engine, because like it's the first time he's had a Mercedes engine. I think apart from the first year or the first two years where he had a Ferrari engine, most of his career he's had a Renault engine. Mm. So like just to come suddenly into Mercedes, like Lando as well, but in a completely new team, it's like yeah. But also he said he feels a lot better from Renault to McLaren than Red Bull to Renault. He feels a lot better with the move this year mm. rather than when he he's, moved to Renault. It's a lot I more mean, if you, you look at the team performance and he's definitely made the right choice. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, Alpha Tauri smashed out of the park, I Pack, think. Yeah. Yuki Tsunoda, um, first Japanese driver to score points on his debut. Yeah, and first well, Japanese I mean, driver to score points since Kimi Kobayashi in 2012. Just yeah. well done, son. Well, yeah, what a drive. Yeah. It does remind me of Kobayashi a little bit because he has spectacular moments, doesn't he? Mm. If you know what I mean. You remember Kobayashi would he loved that dive bomb into the hairpin at Suzuka, didn't he? Oh, yes. Example. It feels like Sonoda. I, I look forward to Sonoda and Japan, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be some, some Kobayashi-style moves into, exactly, into that yeah. last. Did we, um, yeah, is that, have we covered it? Uh, we've got we Pierre Ferrari. Yeah, lost Ferrari, his front wing on uh, yeah, the restart. Yeah, Pierre lost yeah. his front wing. Yeah, just, I think that I kind think of ruined his he... race from then on. Him and Latifi pit uh, DNF'd as well, like roughly yeah, the same right time. Yeah, right at the end of the race, they just sort of yeah. gave up. Pulled yeah, in at like, lap 52. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, was it, Latifi had like some... He said he had a, a boost issue. Yeah. And a then, boost yeah, leak. Which would mean so a, they, they retired an the issue with his overtake button. Yeah, yeah. and then um, Pierre had gearbox issues, I think it was. Yeah. It, yeah, nothing was really talked about in the broadcast yeah. because no. we were focusing on the, the yeah. win. Yeah, I, I only really noticed because I like yeah, I, I was just, just looking I down. Notice. Yeah, I I only noticed because I was looking down the thing to see where everyone else was because that's all they yeah. were showing was Max and Lewis. Looked down the thing and just I just caught it as they were DNF'd. I was like, what the hell? Is it's, it's it's kind of funny though because they're 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 DNF'd but they're classified, so yeah. that makes differences yeah. if you're playing F1 play. Because they yeah, still does. technically finished, which um, meant that I got picking, it right with 18 finishes. Yeah, <laughs> it made the problem for me on F1 play because I, I only got four out of five because I'd said 16 finishers. Oh, I got um, five, out of, five out of ten this week, so. Yeah. Uh, not great. Um, but... Yeah, yeah I mean... so, and Ferrari, I think we need to briefly touch on them. Ooh, what a bounce back. Is that a bounce back, yeah. though? Remember uh, last I, I mean, P6 and P8. They got P2 in the first race of last season, though, and then... Yeah, this is true. Happened. I mean... So, is it just Ferrari riding the wave of the first race? Or, I guess we'll find out in the next one. Yeah, sort but you look, at, you look at Austria last year. Again, that's a track that Mercedes struggle at. Yeah. Max wasn't in the race because his card gave up. Eight other people also retired. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... <laughs> Getting P2 in a race where there's only 11 drivers finishing mm. is somewhat easier than a, a race where you've got 16. And yeah, yeah. So I think, no, I think as much as, yes, they managed to get P2 in uh, Austria last year, um, I think P6 and P8 is is good for them at the moment, given given how badly last year went. Yeah. And in, in a Q2 as well, they got one and two. Was yes. It? Yeah. yeah. That was so that was like, what happened here? Yeah, that was a bit bit of a, a shock. Yeah, um, I think definitely with Carlos coming into the team because Carlos is a solid driver. Yes. So I think that's definitely going to lift him up. But well, because with Vettel last year, I think he was obviously he got kicked out of the team before the season even started. So I think that like uh, he was starting to lose motivation with Ferrari because he'd been kicked out of the team, and 
they didn't really want anything to do with him then. Yeah. So so it's yeah. like he obviously lost the motivation last year and the car was yeah. as well. Mm. I mean, <laughs> just science, unlikely. Science broke down in Q1, didn't they? And then came back from the dead. Which yeah, like, he, he he had a yeah, yeah. problem, didn't he? Well, um, ironically, it made Vettel slow down, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Because uh, yeah, I was quite confused. I was watching qualifying and it was like yellow flag sector one. And then it suddenly changed to yellow flag sector two. I'm like, no, Mazepin went off in sector one. It was turn mm. one. Yeah, what are these it. yellow flags? <laughs> yeah. um, and then we found out after the session that Saints had just sort of been trundling up the back straight. <laughs> um, uh, I do, uh, I one do thing we that. haven't mentioned yet, actually, uh, Alfa Romeo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah 11th and 12th. And 12th. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a pretty solid weekend for them. Yeah, yeah they're right on the fringe of the points. You can't really expect much more. I, th- I think I have to say they've made better gains over the winter mm. than than their immediate rivals. Yeah, um, being Williams and Haas, um, I think they're they're now sort of right on the tail end of the midfield at the moment. And I mean, eleventh and twelfth mm. is sort of well, yeah, sort of put heed to that because that's right on the edges of points. And I mean, Kimi was only. 2.1 seconds behind Lance at the checkered flag. So that's yeah, far off points. And I wouldn't, they only got like what nine points last year. Mm. I, would, I wouldn't put them past getting double that easy this year. Yeah. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's coincidence that Alpha and Ferrari seem to have made the biggest gains. I think, I know Ferrari then... were definitely the, the biggest delta or the smallest delta even. The least time lost. And then Alfa Romeo right up there as well, I think, weren't they? So, I mean, it, it does show the Ferrari engine has made progress, but then it couldn't really much worse, could it? Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, but it also shows that the at least they've developed the chassis as well because Haas have that mm. same engine, but yeah, they have well, still gone yeah. very backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, so, um, yeah. so that's that's Formula One. <laughs> um, the in future episodes, we'll bring up the championship standings at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also at the minute, it's just are it's literally just, race just the race results. Yeah, so we'll, we've ran through that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the support series for the Bahrain Grand Prix, FIA Formula Two. Um, what a qualifying session? Zero point zero zero three between pole and second. Yeah, oh, wow. it was it was very close. I, I didn't watch from it. I kind of kept up with it like, on Twitter and stuff. But I didn't watch it at all. I was at home at all for any of it. But yeah, point zero zero three of a second Jesus. between Joe and who took second again? Yeah, um, it was Lungard. Yeah, Lungard. Yeah, he did, it was weird because he did a different strategy, didn't he, Joe? He kind of went out later than everyone else on both runs, mm. which I mean, it makes you wonder why everyone else didn't do it. You know, go out as late as possible. Yeah. But, I mean, there was a whole thing, wasn't there, about him not making the line. And there was the investigation. Mm. But, well, the investigation um, was passing the line twice. Oh, it yeah. Well, passing the checkered flag was... twice, yeah. Didn't, then didn't he say, like, over the radio, I didn't see the flag the first time or something, so they just let it off? Was it something yeah. like that? Um, he oh, said that was, he, um, he hadn't... said there wasn't a flag. Yeah, he uh. said that he'd missed the support entry paddock um, oh. and so went back oh. to the F1 pit lane. Mm which <laughs> technically counts as taking the checkered flag twice because he would have had to complete a full lap to get back, but they gave a reprimand, as they did to many drivers in qualifying. 
Yes. Um, if we thought the F1 stewards is a busy weekend, oh. the F2 oh, stewards Jesus. were so F2 much busy. I mean, it's not uncommon, is it? But um, yeah. One thing I would say: what what did ever make the new format? Uh, I like it. Um, yeah, I like the extra I mean, race. It, it, it took a while to get like explain it to people sort of mm. you know you, you take 10 you flip it you race you take 10 you flip it again you race again but you know once you sort of you've you've got through that section of it it's no it's good i mean i'm all for more racing um mm. but i think mm. a lot of the drivers were suffering from a uh, race rustiness uh, yeah. <laughs> to put it nicely yeah. so thing i like about it is well firstly uh, there's all there's always something to play for, isn't there? Right up until you know, if you crash out of the feature race, there's always something yep. up for grabs in there. And also, the whole weekend is leading up to the main event, as opposed to the old format where main event was first, then then the sprint race, which I didn't really have a problem with. But and yeah, like you say, I did have a bit of trouble understanding the new format. But I think in a championship that's so wide open, you know, you're going to need mixed Schumacher consistency, aren't you? Maybe only win a couple of races. In a, uh, in, a, in a season where you need so much consistency, I think, well, you're basically guaranteed to start in the pack probably at least twice, yeah. really, yeah. Uh, with the way it works. That's going to be very difficult to find. And, yeah, I think only two drivers scored points in all three races. I think that's right. Yeah. Joe and... Who's the other one? Joe and... I say Lawson, but I'm not Deruvula? sure. Possibly Lawson. No, Lawson. Yeah. Is it Deruvula? Possibly. Oh yeah, Lawson didn't finish the yeah, race. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, um, it's Piastri it's, should have yeah. had points in all three races. Yes. had he not have had that tangle with um, Dan Tectum. Yeah, he seems speaking to be at the, of Dan the Tectum, of it all, didn't he? Yeah, three races, three crashes. Um, what, uh, what I mean, think? race one, he's kind of got unlucky. I think. I mean, yes, he deserved the the penalty he got. Mm. Um, but he's gone for an overtaking move on one person and then ended up colliding with the, the driver in front of that guy. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's a racing incident, but at the same time, he has wiped the other guy out and yeah. ruined his race. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand the penalty there. Um, the, the second one, I think he's at fault, to be honest. Because it's lap one, he's taken the widest line possible at turn one and then tried to chop it back onto the apex, which is where everyone else has just arrived. Yeah, that's never going to work, especially on lap one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was that was mainly his fault. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't get a penalty for the lap one incident, though. Um, yeah, no. That's, in race yeah. two, it was, it was no um, further action. Was it Schwartzman? That hit I think it was because uh, he yeah, ended up worse off. Car one, it. yeah. Car five I mean, and car one made contact on lap one, turn one. You know, fair place ticked. I mean, I'm not, you know, everyone has their opinions on ticked, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't say I'm like a, you know, hater like some people are. I mean, obviously, you know, he's got his history and everything. But, um, he does tend to lose his head, doesn't he? Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. But, um, you know what? Fair play to him for the race three drive. I mean, what mm. sometimes happens is him losing his head coincides with him destroying his tires, which, as we know, is so important in F2, isn't it? Yes. The tires. Yeah. Especially um, now that they're on the, the 18 year. inches. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Silverstone race last year where he, he basically lost his head, didn't he? He said, oh, I'll crash with yeah. him, whatever. If he doesn't. <laughs> yes. Which uh, I he's... think was taken out of context. But, but yeah, but anyway. he's got a history of that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. 
That's the point. That's the you can't, you can't be making not as well. Uh, you can't exactly. be making comments like that, um, especially when you've got a history of it. So. You know what? Fair play to him for race three. I mean, that was an unbelievable. Yeah. I think if it wasn't for the virtual safety car, which was pulled out by his own incident, Piastri, <laughs> he might yes. win that race. Yeah. Um, no, I think Piastri's got pretty unlucky there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, shouts, that's racing, isn't it? So. Yeah. Early shouts for the F2 title? Uh, I've got to go with Joe. Mm. He's, oh, he's got the experience on these, I'll, these bigger I'm wheels. I'm thinking Joe or possibly Oscar Piastri um, because Piastri massively impressed last season in FIA Formula 3 and I do think he, he's shown that he's got the speed in Formula 2 already. Yeah. Um, although the yeah, next yeah. round isn't until Monaco. Yeah, we've got May. a bit of a wait now. Yeah. So. Like that's obviously months. a totally two. different circuit. Yeah, two months. Two, it's, yeah. We've got a test in Barcelona in between times. But yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be totally different from Bahrain. So it'll be interesting to see who performs well in Monaco. I think yeah, that's the issue, it. isn't it? I mean, FC was such a big hit this weekend, mm. but we've got to wait another two months for yeah. races where there's going to be no overtaking, almost certainly. But well, um, not necessarily. Look at look at Hubert's drive at Monaco yeah, 2019. Um, um, <clears throat> that's what set him up as an F1 talent, and then also with the yeah. the tragic incident at Spa. But yeah, um, yeah, it was Monaco 2019 that really showed what Antoine could do. Oh yes. Mm. Um, um, uh, we've would... got some testing for Formula 3 coming up, so yeah. <laughs> even the first round of Formula 3 is not until the, the start of May, so that's a, that's a Barcelona. Yeah. We've got a, a long time before we've got any support races coming back. And W Series is like June, I think. Five... Yeah, that's uh, that starts in France. Yeah, in so. 26th of June. Yeah, so. yeah, I guess a, it's a bit different be. between starting later in the season, though, and having a an event on race one. And then having a two-month gap, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the bit that's a little weird. Mm. Um, do we know who's shown W Series on TV? Actually, just when we're, I, I'm hoping it's who's got right. I think, I think it's Sky. I think it'll be Sky because it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like it's an official the... support series yeah. this year. Yeah, so. you know you have the Porsche Super Cup that year on Sky as well. Yeah, but Sky that. only showed the races for the Porsche Super Cup, which is a bit mm. strange. I think, the, I, I thought I think the W Series had their own broadcast deal with one of the terrestrial TV channels. I'll give it a Google. Well, I don't know. I just thought because they were there with Formula One as a Formula mm. One support race, they, uh, know, they were covered by that I know uh, W Series are testing in May, I think, in Anglesey here in Wales, which I could easily just go up and see, which I kind of <laughs> tempted to do, but <laughs> COVID and all that, but because Wales are allowed to travel within Wales now, so I could easily just go up and watch the testing. <laughs> but so it was getting shown on Channel Four. Ah. Um, I'm just trying to see if it's that was when it was separate though from yeah. FIA, well, that that was its last season because it didn't do a 2020 season. Yeah, yeah. they they struggled yeah. a lot more. And then it's I... 2021. I'd be surprised if it's not the Sky. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully. I don't. I don't think there is anything out about it yet, but I'm sure we'll we'll see if, if something mm. does come a bit closer at the time. And obviously, when we know, we'll update people. Yes, we'll we'll talk about it on here, um, because yeah, we're going to be here every week, um, until you decide you're bored of us. <laughs> <laughs> 
which which we um, hope you don't yeah yes. we really hope you don't <laughs> we, we hasten to add yeah so from now until the week after Abu Dhabi we'll be here every week mm. um, if anything big happens in the winter break we might have a couple of specials and then be back for pre-season testing um, in 2022 when we'll have the shiny new cars I'm already excited I mean, I was excited um, when it got announced. Yeah, <laughs> like I've got the one of the F one seventy posters that that oh, yeah. fuels our future. That's got the twenty twenty two car on it. Um, it's a massive poster, or I'd have it on my wall behind me. It's absolutely <laughs> huge. But yeah, so next week, have we got an idea what we're going to be talking about next week? Uh, uh, drag penciled in is Drive to Survive mm-hmm. review. Ooh. Ah, Drive to Ooh, Survive. Oh, that's going to get tasty. A spoiler warning, in case you haven't watched Drive to Survive, um, go and catch up before next week when mm. we're going to be getting into the nitty gritty of season three. I actually still need to watch episode ten, to be honest. <gasps> It's Abu Dhabi, so I'm like, is there much to see? It's, it's the race for third. Yeah. Oh. You see Ocon go mental. Oh, yes. Definitely worth a watch then. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully this is only the start, isn't it? You know, bad lighting, bad bad audio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hopefully, by the time yeah. we get to Abu Dhabi, we'll be able to look back at this one and, and laugh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That'd be nice. But, uh, That'd be nice. But, um, but yeah. Thanks for sticking with us for the past, yeah. I think, nearly hour and a half. That's right. Um, we, we, yeah. It's our yeah. inaugural episode. It's got to yeah. be longer. Yeah. We'll, we'll get things smoothed out in the future. We maybe we're... won't try and cram a, a Formula 1 and Formula 2 episode into the same thing. Because we've realised we talk about Formula 1 quite a lot. Were we, we going to talk about our standings, or is that a different episode in between the predictions? Uh, I think predictions, oh, yeah, predictions are next. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that was episode three. Yeah. yeah so that... context, we sat last Thursday night and um, before the seasons kicked <laughs> off. So we didn't know anything about the running order and we set our predictions. So we'll go over them and see how they change across I'm the season. Mine now. Yeah, so I'm uh, <laughs> not. <laughs> so, I've got I'm Ferrari and fifth. Like, I don't so know. Actually. I mean, I was, um, I was they, slated for Aston Martin and Alpine, 6th and 7th, but... Well, I'm yeah, because we were going off racing point in Renault last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I've put Aston Martin for... God. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I, I think, think I have. So have I. <laughs> the issue I, I had was... The issue I had was that my driver standings, what they would translate into into, constru- into constructors, was not what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, um, so that's kind of what I was doing Anyway, well. we're agreeing no changes as well. Yes. Yeah. No changes. Yes. These are locked out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I'm confident that I got last in the drivers, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think everyone's got <laughs> yeah. last in the drivers, right? Yeah. And constructors um, as well, probably. Just, just number nine. <laughs> yeah. Is written in mine. Yeah. yeah, just forget 10. Attempt to uh, 21st and throw Hulkenberg in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> just hope for Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg 3.0. Yeah. Also, when we get to the next race in Emilio Romagna, we'll go over predictions of our top of our podium places for each race yeah um before each one as well but yeah thanks for sticking with us for the first episode yeah. of the podcast and we hope to see you all next time please do leave a like and subscribe if you enjoyed um oh, are, we gonna us. Put, are we gonna put like our own socials in the description as well for... ah, i'm sure we can yeah, we yeah. Can do. <laughs> we if you're watching us on youtube make sure to like subscribe yeah. and hit that follow yeah. bell if you're yeah. listening to us on any other podcast media 
Give us a follow. follow. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the other buttons are. I only use Spotify, but we're, we should be putting this follow. out on. I, I, I think, think there's maybe a like button Spotify. on Spotify as well. I think it. I think it might be a follow button on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, I'll double check now. Hold on. Yeah. It's follow on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. okay, there's yeah, there's follow on Spotify. Follow behind the grid. Well, beyond the grid. So let's let's check that. Um, Spotify. Give, give us the equivalent of a follow, whatever you're listening on. <laughs> yeah, follow us everywhere. <laughs> yes, that's that's the best way to keep up with it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we'll get our own socials as well for the turn five team set up as well. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you all next time. Cheers, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>